Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing fine, Ale. How are you? I'm doing fine as well. A long time no It's been a while since we um we've gotten together to talk about the football club we love, but this time we're doing it without the people. Yes. Yes. Just you and me and whatever crazy opinions we might have on what's going on in the football world right now. Yeah, for whoever is wondering exactly what we're doing, we're just we're just trying to record uh you know, casual, friendly conversation between two Dortmund fans. We'll see if it becomes a thing. If you want to listen to it beyond this point, go ahead. If you don't want to listen to it beyond this point, honestly, I mean, we're going to keep on talking regardless. So it's pretty exactly. much the same for us. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, we kind of thought that this was going to be a good idea because when we had that space, that first space, I think it was maybe like a month ago. Was it a month ago, I think? No, the first space was at the end of, or towards the end of last season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, I think it was two days after, you know, that disaster class that we're not going to name, but we both know what we're <laughs> talking about. Uh, yeah, it just felt so natural, the conversation that you and I were having that we figured, yeah, yeah why don't we record like some conversations, uh, I mean, also known as a podcast or whatever, and just get it out there to see if people, you know, might take a little interest on in it. And laugh at my jokes. And laugh at your jokes or not laugh at your <laughs> jokes. It, it, it pretty much depends on which one you're saying. But yeah, so that's uh that that's gonna be that's gonna be what Sarah and I are gonna be doing. Sarah, what's your Twitter what's your Twitter handle, your Twitter username for those people listening that might take an interest in yes, knowing more my... about you? Of course, I'm happy to provide that information. My Twitter handle for anything relating to BVB is at BVB underscore Orlando. Perfect. And mine is at Borussia Passion, just like that. Plain and simple. So, Sarah, what are we going to talk about today? We have the league starting again on Friday for Bayern, but we're going to play on Saturday, right? Yes, we are. We have the later match on Saturday, and it's one to definitely look forward to. I know we always like our matches against Colm. Uh, we have a great relationship with that team. And when we play a team like Colm, I kind of have mixed feelings sometimes mm -hmm. because I enjoy that team. I like that team. They have what I think is like the best mascot in all of the Bundesliga. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, you know, when you play a team like that, that you don't really have a strong rivalry with, that you have yeah. really more of a brotherhood with, they're like a sister team. I, that's when the mixed emotions kind of come in because yeah. I'm okay to beat. Obviously we want to beat them. We want to get those three points, but you know, um, you know, so I'm looking forward to it, but those those mixed emotions for me. Yeah, you you know, I've always seen that across the years that there seems to be like a very a close relationship between both fan bases, both from the uh, FC and the Bayfobe. Bay. It's like um, it's like there there's no hate, there's no um, no no animosity, no nothing between these two fan bases. Kind of like what Bayern have with. Um, something like that i really don't know mm -hmm. where it comes from but it's definitely a club that yeah many people seem to be very fond of me personally i, I have to say it i 
him. I mean, maybe some people are going to get pissed at me for saying this, but I, I don't feel anything for, for FC Colin. I, I don't know. I, I just don't um, just don't see anything. I, I'm just looking forward to beating them. That's it. Getting those three points. <laughs> uh, if, if we can put six or seven past them, so be it. You know? Which, I mean, that's what happened. I think immediately, and you'll remember this too, the last time we, and we're playing Colin at home, right? So the last time we played Colin at home, was the match that I attended, if you recall. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we yeah, we were talking about one or something. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. it was insane. I just remember um, you know, first goal, second goal, third goal, fourth goal. And I I remember thinking like like holy shit, Sarah, Sarah's actually witnessing a, a slaughter. It's actually beautiful. Was it was it your first <laughs> game um in Dortmund? That was yeah, that was my first game in Dortmund. I had gone to the Schalke match though the previous match but that was away of course but yeah that was my first match mm-hmm. there at at the temple so yeah so it's definitely given me like wow yeah yeah that but for me it. it will be good and i like i hector on on Colm, i like i like him He's played for the national team. I, I you know i don't know i i will admit i don't know if he's still there or not um but that he's another reason that i've you know kind of always um liked might be a strong word but you know yeah, I, I didn't like a very loyal player for them yes through their relegation um, not so long ago and he came back up with them i think he left already but um yeah a very loved player I, I personally never liked him much in the national team sorry about that he didn't but, um, No, he didn't yeah he just yeah, he I didn't do well okay. there was yeah yeah i think I mean, of one penalty shootout that i forget it was maybe the euros one year where he it was a penalty it was like the sudden death penalties or whatever and he against france 2016 i'm pretty sure it's it's that game yeah and he made the shot and you know he was a hero for a day but then beyond that he didn't have any other shining moments with the national team yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess he was okay. He was also on like a very turbulent period. But um, yeah, I mean, whether they have him or not, because we know that he's a very important leader for them or was, I think the team has everything to start with the win. I know that Dortmund, for example, you know, they can be pretty unpredictable. Either they win by a huge margin or they disappoint catastrophically. But I think that we are going to walk away with a 4-0 win. We should, at least on paper, walk away like that. You know, we need to start with the right foot. I agree. Coming, you know, strong, straight out of the gate, really making a statement. And, uh, you know, I I personally am going to try and focus on just one match at a time, you know, and maybe that's a way of like protecting myself from what happened last uh, yeah. season, you know, but I expectations. Hope... <laughs> yes, exactly. But I, I hope, you know, that the team, I mean, it's good to have a big end goal in mind. Right. But I, I hope that they, As with anything, you yeah. know, right. Um, but I hope that they do, kind of balance that with being a little bit short-sighted and just focus focusing on this on this match their preseason games you know have all seemed promising their their match last weekend you know was it was okay but i i do agree with you i want to see them make a really strong statement 
right here at the beginning just kind of set the tone yeah i think the preseason games um they weren't beaten by the way they didn't lose a single game to this day they haven't lost a single game they made a very good debut on the cup um yeah, we have to we have to put it we have to say things as they are. It's not like we faced a, a very big opponent. That's also another reason why we managed to put six past them. But I, I'm really expecting a lot from this team, especially because we have a new captain. And so the people that have been attending our Twitter spaces should know <laughs> by now that this guy, I mean, we pretty much idolize him. We're obsessed. Okay. Yeah. We're yeah, obsessed. This is, this is the official. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to baptize this as the official Emirshan fan club. That's it. No questions asked. There's no need to vote on it or anything because we both love that guy. But yes. more serious note, I really think that the team is going to take a step forward in terms of performance with him, or at least that's what I'm expecting. At least that's what yeah. I why it's what I expect. Uh, from the team with this new captain what, what what do you make of this i i you know seeing him with that armband just puts a huge smile on my face i know you and i have talked previously just about the the passion oh, yes. and the drive that he brings to the pitch and yeah i am super super anxious to see that kind of infiltrate itself across the whole squad especially now that he is really serving in that official capacity the best news in my opinion that has come out of Dortmund was you know when Royce said I'm no when he relinquished the captaincy that's like the mm -hmm. best thing he's done in his whole career if you ask oh, me wow <laughs> I, but, I can imagine uh, a couple of people listening to this right now and thinking well, like what is she saying like <laughs> I hear <laughs> can you say it again for those those um who are for those in the back, back for those yeah. in the back I am super glad that Royce is no longer the captain I mean come on I you know we don't have to really dwell on this but I think his behavior mm. his attitude really spoke for itself and he it just really couldn't be the leader that the team needed mm. Mm. whereas you know our guy uh, again he just brings so much to the pitch. And sometimes that that change in energy can be the deciding factor that can, yeah. you know, be what brings the team to the next level. And, and that's what we need. That's really what we need. So back to uh, our, us joking about managing our expectations, you know, I my expectations for him as captain are kind of high. And it, I, I think he'll live up to them, though. I really, really do. You know, you are pretty much decided uh, on this topic that um, Marco Royce, he wasn't a good captain, and it's good that he relinquished the armband, right? Whereas mm -hmm. me, I think I'm, I'm, I'm still sitting on the fence. You know, I, when I see people, especially Bayern fans, say that he was a shit captain and he's, a, he, he's not a good player and he's this and he's that, um, part of me wants to defend him. You know, a big part of me always is always going to defend him. He's, he's the reason, he's the big reason why I started supporting this club. And um, I do understand that he embodies what, you know, a Dortmund player should be. Um, but at the same time, yes, many times I question his abilities to lead a team forward or to be a captain. It is true that, you know, within sports and business and everything, there's different kinds of leadership. There is no one single 
set of characteristics or traits that define a leader. But at least when you look at, for example, other captains of other teams, let's say, for example, Philip Lam in, in FC Bayern, mm. or you mm -hmm. think about Maldini back, the, back in the day in Milan, these guys, they behave themselves in a way that they imposed um, a lot of respect. And you always saw them, you know, uh, like when they had to scream to their teammates, they would do that. When they had to be mean, they, do, they did that. And when they had to be supportive and everything, they, they just had the entire set of characteristics um, checked out for them. In Marco Royce, sometimes I saw them, sometimes I didn't. And that's why I sit on the fence on this uh, on this subject. I I don't think I have enough information to to say that he was a good captain or he did deserve to relinquish the captaincy. I I really don't know. But what I do know is that, like you, I'm very excited for Sean to be the new captain because I think that this team is sometimes a little bit too soft. You know what I mean? When you have mm -hmm. to make the strong tackles, when you have to be you know, maybe a little bit aggressive with your teammates or a little bit aggressive with the opponent. We're not. We tend to be, quote-unquote, good kids. And that's what's been killing us on some games last season. I mean, how is it possible that relegation-threatened sides beat you so easily at their own home? Well, you need to be a little bit mean. And Emre Can is kind of like that guy, you know? He's the uh, tall, ugly, mean ogre that can really push on the others to like, hey, you know what? Like, step it up. So, you know, having said that, I can agree that I am also very excited for him to be the captain. Yeah, you know who he reminds me a little bit of is Socrates. And we oh, haven't had... Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we just haven't had that big, big, you know, big papa <laughs> presence on the pitch. True. Like I, mean, I mean, we kind of have it with Sule in terms of physicality, but he's not as mean as Papa was. Right. I mean, think about it. I, I mean, he just would, there was never any hesitation to get in someone's face or, you know, show that aggressiveness that you're talking Absolutely. about. So I feel yeah. like this, I feel like Amre, Amre really exhibits some of that. And I, I do agree with you that um, it will bring just that new energy and that aggression that's been missing and will hopefully alleviate much of the passivity that we've seen the past season or two yeah that that has to be number one in Edin Terzic's list of things to fix for this new season the mentality you know the attitude that players have because uh, so many times we saw them concede a goal early in the first 10 minutes of whatever game and you will look at the pitch and everyone's faces just drop staring at their feet you know the their shoulders a little bit down like it's like you know the the, the battle was already lost and that's something that I think Sean yep. and Terzic are really going to have to work a lot to um, uh, to get a, to get the team to a new level. I think that Sean is going to be a great captain, but he also has to work for it. Um, no one is born being a good leader. You need to develop and fulfill that potential that you may have or may not. Yes, eyes will definitely be on him in a very different capacity. It will be interesting to see how he deals with that kind of added pressure a little bit now that his role within the club is, has changed. Yeah, it's definitely going to be something interesting to see. It's uh, So far, I'm, I'm liking the, um, uh, what do they call it? The people that, like, I'm not a big, like, 
show watcher but you know they they call it like a character development arc or something like that when you know when a character like starts changing between seasons or whatever like, i'm interested to see this new chapter of sean's development yes definitely yeah and talking about you know we we were mentioning that you know there needs to be like some aggressiveness on the pitch um mm -hmm. to your teammates and to the opposition uh, today we woke up to some pretty interesting, I mean, a very interesting thread on arguably the biggest news source for uh, Borussia, everything related to Borussia Dortmund and uh, B4B news blog. They put out a thread that talked about the team, to put it in a nutshell, they were happy that Bellingham left the club because arguably he was bringing like a toxic environment on the club something like that it was yeah. uh, it was it was very interesting and uh, honestly a little bit shocking yes i mean the the source and i'm looking at the the thread now and so the source is is build and you know we all kind of know what that means the credibility <laughs> that goes and there but it's of salt with those guys Right, right. But it is definitely a very interesting read because some of it talking about how he would, you know, make his rounds on the pitch after a match on his own because he wanted to be the center of attention or whatever. Some of it seemed kind yeah. of supported by what we saw on the pitch, but it just because he maybe walked around on his own doesn't necessarily mean that he wanted center state wanted to be center stage like it doesn't always necessarily translate to that so what are you thinking just a big massive uh conspiracy theory put out by someone that build you know as a money grab attempt you know trying to just create attention and something like that uh, well i i i don't quite know because when the team has a player like Bellingham or Holland or, or any of these other, you know, big, big stars. The attention seems to inevitably gravitate towards where they're going to transfer to and mm, away yeah. from what is happening, happening at BVB. I have to imagine, I mean, these are elite athletes, right? So they, their mental game has to be pretty strong. But I do, at the same time, have to imagine it has to be somewhat of a distraction for all of the media attention that is focused on where Bellingham is going to play when he inevitably leaves BVB. So it has to be maybe somewhat of a relief for the dressing in the dressing room to no longer have to deal with all of that, even if you're trying not to pay attention to it or whatnot. But I don't know that I really believe it was creating this yeah. huge toxic environment. Yeah. And it made me laugh too. There was the one bit about how he was, you know, really giving Nico Schultz a hard time and I'm like oh, good out of all people you you had to give a hard time to I mean he's definitely one of them uh we're not even <laughs> we're, we're not we're not gonna get into the whole controversy of um you you know like him and his girlfriend because you know we've talked about it before on the space um so I feel like there's no need but I, I mean even for that alone he should be getting a lot of um you know, a lot of, um, yeah, exactly. I was looking for the right word, but, um, 
I mean, yeah, we saw him in the game against Rangers uh, two seasons ago. Yeah, it was like two seasons ago where he really screamed at him and told him like, hey, like, you know, and for someone who who has played um, and anyone who has played sport or has been in a in a team can tell you that, hey, like sometimes you need to scream like that to a to a teammate. You need to you need to you need to get a reaction from them. Now, I'm not saying that it's OK to tell them that. Hey, you're a mother, you know, all these nasty stuff. I mean, those things are a little bit extra. But at the mm -hmm. same time, if you're training, if you're on a game, you need to speak. Uh, you need to raise your voice sometimes. You you want to get a reaction. You need people to to really, um, you know, get back on the game and really. Yes, get your head out of your ass and get, exactly. let's get back yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, yes. you, you said it perfectly. You said it perfectly. <laughs> so I really don't see uh a big deal if that's if that was if that's what's happening on the on the training pitch because of course i mean a big part of what we're doing here we're speculating all right because i mean we're not there we can't really know for sure um but yeah i mean i i think that the media is definitely one to always exaggerate and like you said coming from build i mean can we really believe these guys with what they say maybe not maybe not so much but uh, yeah, it was definitely something that uh, made me think. Like, it, it got me thinking. It really got me thinking because I see Bellingham as a very determined, focused player. He has a winning mentality. Probably mm -hmm. has the biggest, the, probably the biggest winning mentality out of that that squad. And I mean, it's no surprise that he went to arguably the biggest football club to ever exist, which is Real Madrid. No wonder he's gonna fit in very well. Um, so. Yeah, that was definitely it was definitely an interesting morning. Wake up and seeing that. Yeah, for sure. It I couldn't quite tell, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the onion, but it's like a farce news source. Everything is made up. And so when I was reading uh, that, I, I've I was heard like, about <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I think I, like, I think I stumbled across it one time. Yeah, I was just like, is this a joke what I'm reading here? But yeah. the onion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely. I didn't even. I didn't go to check uh, the title or the um, the author, whoever wrote this piece. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just. It was just so so strange seeing this. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like I'm not gonna give mu much thought about it because they're talking about a player that, of course, he already left the club. So I really don't think that we should be investing too much time. You know, worrying about people that left. But exactly. Of course, I mean, this guy gave us so much. So, of course, naturally, we're going to step up and defend him because we know this yes. really, he really I killed himself on the pitch for us. Yes, and that's the Bellingham that I am gonna going to remember. It, you know, him at every home match or even the away matches. You know, him just like raising his arms at the fans, like saying, "Hey, you know, you're twelfth man, we need your energy here." And just how he would always get them involved and call on them when he, when they were needed. And just his, I feel like he was always dedicated to the team while he was there. I never got the sense, especially towards the end of the season, that he was checked out or anything like that. And and that's really the player that that I'll remember. So this other stuff, I I do agree. Like whatever, whether it's true or not, it's in the past. Let's move on and and focus on on the future. Absolutely, absolutely. And if we're talking about players going to new clubs, like we did already with Bellingham going to. 
going to Real Madrid. I mean, we we have to address the elephant in the room and talk about Harry Kane and his fiasco <laughs> debut for FC Bayern. It was just, I, I don't even know how to label it. I mean, it was, it, how would you label this? I mean, one day he leaves Tottenham, a couple of hours later, he can finally win his first trophy ever in his career and Bayern collapsed 3-0 against Leipzig. Well, it was it was amazing. Honestly, for me, it was amazing. I really enjoyed that game for obvious reasons. Yes, I, I will admit I did not watch. I I do not watch any Bayern match. Oh. Even when even when we're playing, when BVB's playing them, I, I don't watch. I just don't Especially watch. those. <laughs> Especially those. <laughs> I, yeah, you want to avoid those. Yes. I so I was just really kind of following things on on Twitter uh, yeah. with how things were progressing, and I thought you know it was just kind of uh, funny to me that I think I saw a quote from from him or something where he said like yeah I'm going to Bayern to win trophies or something was reported that that's like the main yeah. reason for him to move and then, and then they they didn't they didn't win that um so I I thought it was funny more than anything yeah it, it's definitely it's definitely very funny cuz i mean it, it's a win win honestly for us football fans number one because if he had won the trophy you know the banter and the you know, the jokes on Tottenham would have been glorious. It would have been a never-ending party. And at the same time, because he didn't win, you know, the jokes and everything on Harry Kane, well, I mean, it's also funny, even though I really I, I really don't have anything against that guy. I think that he's a very he's a very one-of-a-kind one man in the sense that, you know, he's he stick with Tottenham for 14 years. He was always very loyal. Yes, he was looking for an exit, but he did he did it the right way. So I really respect him. I, I really respect him. I think he's a gentleman. But yeah, I'm sorry, I I can't help but find this whole situation very very funny, and especially because Tuchel is their <laughs> is their coach. I know. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you about because you know Bayern having lost uh, yeah. but then there was something you, that you had said on Twitter just oh, an observation gosh. you'd made about how Bayern was looking and how how different they were looking <laughs> this season and how you know it was going to take a lot of yeah. courage for us to beat them I mean so th- th- I feel that was you must have tweeted that like pretty early on in the match right pretty I mean, early has on. your opinion changed yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> you tweeted a, that a tweet a retraction on that Ollie? Uh, <laughs> I just want to make an observation. I tweeted that before the first goal because honestly, uh, Leipzig started okay. You know, the first three, four minutes, they were on top. They were looking good. Um, But then, you know, same old, same old. Bayern regained possession and they were looking so much better. And they actually looked like a very cohesive side. You know, they were acting as a unit. Whereas at the end of last season, the team was in disarray. You know, everyone was playing a different game. And I thought to myself, God, like, goddamn! I mean, now that if like, now that months have passed, Tuchel has had time to prepare. The players are following his game plan, and I thought to myself, it's gonna be tough to beat them. It's gonna be, I mean, it's gonna be a challenge more than it was last season, you know. But then Leipzig, you know, they just decided to, uh, like, you know what? We're gonna prove you wrong. Three nil, <laughs> boom, just like that. Um, I, I still think that we're going to struggle. Um, Leipzig, Borussia Mönchengladbach, these are two teams that, for some reason, they just know how to play FC Bayern. We can't. We just don't know how to beat them. 
they do know. I think they exposed how. Um, I think they exposed that FC Bayern is not at the level that I thought they were when I tweeted that. So I mean, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm happy about that. I'm not gonna complain if they're struggling. Right. So yeah, that was definitely yeah. something that we had to we had to uh, at least mention or talk about uh, today in this little space. Um, yeah, I just couldn't I just couldn't keep it out. <laughs> yeah, it will be interesting to see how things shake out with the other teams. To for myself personally, like the second yeah. team that I am totally obsessed with after BVB is FC Union, and now them Ooh, being yes. the only team in the top league representing Berlin, uh, that that will be, you know, that's kind of something of note there but um i love what they did last season i hope that you know it they continue with that momentum so i'll definitely be keeping an eye on them i love watching that team and uh leverkusen everyone seems to be you know having all eyes on them as well uh, naming them as another team to watch this season so that you know could be nice to see potentially and then the other thing that I keep thinking of, uh, no, mm-hmm. the news about Neuer and Bayern, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you, you hate to see that happen to such a great player, but, uh, you know, one, uh, what is the expression? One man's pain is another's fortune, or I'm probably. <laughs> maybe I think not it's the other way right, around but... or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you get what I mean, right? So. Um, but yeah, but those are some things that I'll be keeping an eye out, you know, and in, in the top top tier. How about you? Teams that I will follow this season. That's a very good question because actually, I've never really bothered to closely follow any other clubs during a Bundesliga season. Usually, I I tend to follow clubs that are outside of the Bundesliga because I'm already watching. Uh, Dortmund in the Bundesliga, but this time something changed. There is a team that's going to make their debut, their Bundesliga debut in the, for their first time ever um, this year, and it's FC Heidenheim. These guys, I first saw them in the 2020, yeah, 2020, 2021 uh, Bundesliga playoff. I don't know if you remember this game. They were playing against um, as Val Verde Bremen, they were fighting to see who stayed in the first division, who dropped to the second. And I remember seeing that match and thinking, wow, these guys, they really, really are playing their hearts out. So much so that they're level 2-2, two, two, I think it was the score against Bremen. But in the end, Bremen managed to stay in the league only because their, their goals came while they were playing away. So, I mean, imagine that you're a club that has never seen the first division. They've never played the Bundesliga and you got so close, so close. But the only thing that kept you away from reaching your goal, your ultimate goal, your dream was away goals. I, I, I honestly felt very bothered and sad for them because they really play their hearts out. And I said to myself, well, that's very unfair, but hey, that's football. Fast forward a couple of years later, and here they are. They're finally back, and they they came back um, 
they're there they are now in the Bundesliga after a very dramatic ending. I don't know if you're aware of how they how they came up to the to the first division on this last season. Um, no, no, tell me. So they were playing. They they went all the way to the final match day as third place, and as we all know, the third place of the second division plays the relegation playoff against the seventeenth um, or six as against, against 16th. the sixteenth. Yeah, sixteenth mm-hmm. place of the Bundesliga. So these guys that were loose, they were trailing, I think, two 0 on the eighty eighth minute, and in stoppage time, they just managed to score two goals or three. I don't remember exactly how much, but they score on the 95th and 99th minute. And with that, they won the championship. They came automatically up and it was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So of course, when you see a team that, you know, you kind of like win like that, it, it gives you excitement. So for all those reasons and with all this backstory, I just want to say that I'm really going to be watching these the, this team from up close. That's definitely going to be my um, go-to side when Dortmund are not playing. I'm really excited for these guys. That's so great. And that's very similar to how I got so into FC Union. A very similar story. Similar story, with story they, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, this is probably one of the main reasons why I love the promotion relegation system so much. And that's amazing. You know, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm just such a huge fan of it. And especially as you know, dealing with the American sports systems, I mean, whatever, I could talk for hours about that, which I won't, but anyway, (laughs) I just love it because it it breathes new life into the league um, all across the board. Right. And especially, you get these Cinderella stories of these teams that have never been in the top level before. And here they are for the first time. And, and you never know. I mean, I'm looking now we've got Darmstadt. They've been in Bundesliga two. I think the past couple of seasons, they were, they had been in in the top level before. Yes. So sometimes the teams may kind of circle the drain at the bottom of the table a little bit but then every now and then you'll have a team like like union who just blasts their way to the top so i i love that you that you have your eye on this team and i hope that they you know make some magic happen and i love a good underdog story too so i'm glad you mentioned them because i'm gonna kind of keep an eye on them now too i'll be interested to see how they fare I, I think Union Berlin they're going to be playing some European football this season. I mean, honestly, they're doing they're doing extraordinary well. I mean, a lot of people are talking about Luton Town in the Premier League, and yeah, it's getting a lot of attention primarily because it's the Premier League and stuff. But hey, like uh, Union Berlin's story is at least for me. Maybe I'm being biased, but at least for me, the Union Berlin story is the perfect underdog story. And it's mm-hmm. definitely a team that um, that's definitely making a name for themselves. I mean, they just signed Robin Gosens from the from Atalanta. Yeah. No, from Inter, I think he's coming from Inter. Uh, anyways, yes, the guy from the German national team. Yeah, which is which is amazing. <laughs> which is amazing. Yes, I saw I, that news too. They were also rumored with Leonardo Bonucci. We all know the Isco story of uh, last season that didn't come to fruition. But it's very interesting what these guys are doing and. Um, Having said all of this, I think we're very happy that the league is back. 
Uh, this is definitely going to be a nice, um, a, a nice adventure, a nice experience, especially because of what we're doing now, right? It's gonna, I think it's kind of gonna fuel us to watch a little bit more Bundesliga this season. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and given that it was, you know, the first time we're doing this, uh, we're kind of like talking about many different topics, but I think that people can really expect that we're going to dive in heavily into Dortmund because at the end of the day, this is a Dortmund space. We're going to talk about this, but I don't know. We're just so excited that we're talking about this and that. Or we, we just have a lot of um, a wide array of subjects to touch on. <laughs> yes, yes. A very, very diverse uh, array of, of conversation, for sure. Yeah. But that makes it fun, you know? As so. it should be. I mean, if it's not fun, <laughs> then, wh- then why do it? If it's not fun, then just don't do it. That's it. Simple. Yes. Anything you would like to say, Sarah, before we leave and finally end this first adventure, this first episode? <laughs> something? Something I guess for your just fans kind of... out there? <laughs> hey everyone no um <laughs> i just kind of bringing it back home a little bit to the match on saturday that i'm really looking forward to it and i said this earlier that i really hope that the team makes a it comes out strong and really tries to set the tone and you know my prediction will be that we'll see <clears throat> a strong performance from them and that we will come away with, with three points I don't know that I want to predict a specific a score, Four final lines. score, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> but I, I do, you know, kind of see that happening, a strong performance and, and ultimately coming away with three points. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And and where are you going to be watching it? Are you going to be at home or you have any plans I, for that? Uh, I will actually... <laughs> I will be going to... There's a local pub, Murphy's. Murphy's Pub is the name. And so um, that's oh, it's an you know, Irish pub. Uh, yes, yes. Nice. Um, Irish in name, but they support uh, and are uh, the home to all different uh, football or soccer leagues. All right, and fan their fan bases. So that is going to be my home for this season. Uh, whenever I'm in town and can make it there to watch the matches, so I'm excited about that, and I'm hoping to. Uh, draw out some other BVB fans, whether they're tourists or or locals, to to join me watching there. Well, so that's if what I ever I'll be doing. if I ever happen to be on in town, I'm definitely gonna join you there. It's always nice to watch it with with people, um, whether they like it or not, whether they support the club you like or not. It's always nice to watch it, you know, with other people. It's it's um it's a different kind of experience. It is. It is. It definitely is. So yeah, for for people who have that ability, you know, it definitely does um, make it make it fun in a different way for sure. But definitely. how about you? You normally go uh, out somewhere to watch, right? Is that what you typically do? Actually, I've only done that three times before. I mean, I, oh. I followed Dortmund for years, more than ten years now, and I've always I've always watched it on my own. Um, you know, in my house and the couch or whatever. But ever since I moved to Dubai, because I live in Dubai, I watch it with the Dortmund fan club of Dubai. So I'm going to be meeting meeting with the boys from the fan club, watching it, watch it in the little pub. And yeah, we're going to be supporting. We're going to be supporting them from here. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. I know it right on. Yeah, it will be great. 
Well, Sarah, Excellent. it was amazing, amazing talking to you. We'll see each other next week, hopefully. Fingers crossed with great news, a great result. <laughs> Riding um, a high. <laughs> but yeah, even even if it's not a good result, which I really doubt, I, I think that we're going to get a very good result. Even if it's not the case, we're going to come with the right attitude and we're going to have fun because that's what we do here. That is right. Yes, I'm so glad we did this and it was great chatting with you and I hope the listeners laughed at my jokes <laughs> or if you didn't, that's okay too. <laughs> but otherwise uh, they can look forward to our future episodes, right? Yeah. We're definitely going to be doing this way, 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 way more. We, we wouldn't start this if it was only going to be a one-time thing. Yeah. We're really looking forward to hearing some feedback. Um, we might do a space also. Um, after the either after the game or one day after the game you'll have to um, just you know just pop into twitter and keep uh, keep an eye on our accounts and that's where we're gonna decide whether or not we'll do it so yeah it was it was amazing talking to you sarah and catch you next time take it easy <laughs>